You are listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 79. So in this episode, I want to talk to you about negative feedback, negative comments, bad reviews, and why they are so important to your business. So as a chronic people pleaser who's <laughs> recovering, I feel like there should literally be um, like chips for people, almost like an AA, that when you can get over, you know, caring so deeply about somebody else's negativity toward you, and you can just recognize that it's a sign that that is not your person. So today I want to talk about how I have grown in my journey with taking criticism and negativity. So when I first started, it's hilarious because when I first started, I cared so much about what other people thought. Like, is it good enough? Am I good enough? Am I enough? And I would look at the content I put out and I was so proud of it. The hilarious part is when I look back now, I'm like, yikes, some of that was really bad. Like not my best work, but, but when I was putting it out, I was incredibly proud of it. And I remember the first time somebody gave me a negative comment, I read that and almost put like burst into tears. I was just like, oh my gosh, what, what could I have done better? What could I have said better? Like, I feel so dumb. I can't believe that, um, that this impacted them enough to write that about me. Like, that's so horrible. That's so awful. Um, so you kind of go from sad and worthless to feeling kind of like upset and angry and frustrated and like, who has the time to write these mean comments? You know, um, another example is on my YouTube channel, which currently is very underdeveloped and very immature. Um, I posted a video that I took on my phone of my daughter Jade like six years ago when she was a little baby. And for some reason, she could not stand the song um, Rockabye Baby. So if we sang Rockabye Baby, she would cry, burst into tears. And again, negative, negative feedback, negative comments about how ugly she was and like literally hateful comments. Like I have never seen such hate on anything else. Like if I look like that, I would kill myself. And you know, that's the ugliest baby ever. And, um, you know, like just horrible, horrible things, not to mention people commenting on my parenting and that I'm such a horrible mother because why would you purposefully sing a song to make your baby cry? It was, it was just all of these awful, awful comments instead of it just being taken for what it was like a silly little lighthearted video, like not intended to be malicious, not intended to give my daughter psychological trauma for the rest of her life. Um, and it, you know, it just, it just kind of was what it was. And I was at a different place when that started happening and I was able to kind of just like shrug it off, laugh it off, whatever, and not feel too invested in it. But now here I am on my very own podcast and I'm working out, you know, people are going to give me feedback and negative reviews. And, um, it's just one of those things like you just kind of have to realize that that's part of it, that if you are going to put your work out there, being critiqued and other people feeling like they have an opinion is part of it. And you just need to be okay with the ones that love what you put out and that you recognize that you're always improving, always striving to get better. And it really reminds me of the quote, the man in the arena. And I'm going to read it to you because I love it so much by Theodore Roosevelt. I know I've read it before. I just feel like it's one of those days. I'm like, we could all use this again, right? The church of Chelsea. Here we go. The man in the arena. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out this, how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit 
belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error or shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, has great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst knows if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. So that is his place. It shall never be cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. And I love this quote so much because it just proves like that proves that if you are taking action towards your goals and your dreams, if you are doing something that that is a hundred percent more than anyone who's sitting back, just critiquing you and sitting back, not putting themselves out there, not being creative, not, you know, having a podcast, not having a blog or YouTube channel or a business. It's so easy to sit back and to complain and say, I'm a, I'm a victim. Life's not fair. No one ever handed me opportunities. Well, you know what? This is one of the reasons that I just don't believe in privilege. Yes, there are isolated ca- cases where someone maybe has like a multi-billionaire family and they literally ha- never have to work a day in their life. That's true. But I would say for 99.99999% of people and literally 100% of the people I know, I don't know anybody who literally has not ever worked hard for what they have and is wildly successful. I don't personally know anybody like that who is wildly successful because they had everything handed to them and they don't have um, hard work or work ethic. And so I just want you to know that today, as you go forward, chasing your dreams, whatever that may look like for you, whatever that may be, that you are doing so in a way that you are reminded that you are being brave by putting yourself out there. You are being courageous by putting yourself out there. And it's so much easier to just look at that and say, and that sucks. That's the easy way out. You know what I mean? So whether you are going to be the successful millionaire at the end, whether you are a complete failure at the end or whether you know you're somewhere in the middle it does not matter it only matters that you feel fulfilled putting that out there if your only motivation is money that's not enough if your only motivation is revenge that's not enough if your only motivation is to you know do do what you want because you feel called to do it and you have this deep why of of why you want to share. Those are the types of reasons that are going to keep you up and keep you going every day. There's so many people who start something, who start creativity um, ventures and businesses, and they don't finish because they can't take the heat. They can't take the pressure. They feel like, well, if it doesn't reach this goal or this thing by whatever date that they have in their mind or however however busy they get, like there's a couple different things. They either don't put enough into it or they expect it to be easier than it's going to be, or they don't realize that it's going to be a full lifelong commitment. Like most things are going to be that way. Health, Health and fitness is a perfect example. You don't just lose a ton of weight and then magically you never have to work on it again, right? Everything in life is like that. It's like playing the piano even. I I can't even believe like how I couldn't play that song from the other day because I hadn't touched a piano, sat down at a piano for five years. I just, I, I was like, st- like, still I'm stammering. I'm like, why? Why is it so hard? So I want you to know that negativity 
and negative reviews, negative comments that you do not need to put any stock into them. You don't need to argue with people. You literally can just go forward, do your thing, and make sure that if you are doing it for the right reasons and that there are people around you who love you and care about you, that that is enough of a reason. So today, go forward, live your dreams. We have got this.